It's been a big year for Mark Ratzloff. The painter of Back Alley Bloomington was just admitted as a member to the Brown County Art Guild. He was named Outstanding New Exhibitor at the Hoosier Salon, the granddaddy of the traditional painting world in Indiana. And his painting, Bloomington Diary No. 2, won the Director's Purchase Award at the 38th Annual Indiana Heritage Arts Exhibition. It's an organization that showcases the state's traditional and representational painting and chooses one painting each year to add to its permanent collection. Most of those paintings depict rural scenes and look as though they could have been painted 100 years ago. This year, Indiana Heritage Arts acquired Mark Ratzloff's scene of cars in a parking lot with telephone wires and graffiti and trash cans. How is it that someone who has painted a still life of a pizza box is being hailed by several of the more staid fine arts organizations in Indiana? I wondered whether this turn of events means that the way traditional painting is defined is changing, or that Ratzloff is becoming a more traditional painter. One thing that has not changed is Ratzloff's attraction to down-and-out imagery. Take, for example, a small painting hanging in his new show at the Blue Line Gallery. Um, about the dead boss of Martin. <laughs> I am. He was also painting it at 446 in Moore's Pike. I just saw him there one day, and it was like, okay, you have to paint it because you had the idea to paint it. And it was horrible. It was squalid. It was, like, stinky. And people were taking pictures of me driving by on the highway like I was some kind of freak. And I was a freak. I was painting a dead possum on the side of the road. And I was so happy, yelled the next day when I went back that the possum was gone because I, I thought I was going to have to paint it again the second day. Having spoken with the artist four years ago on the eve of his last show at Blue Line, I knew about his perverse taste in subject matter. But I still wondered what might have nudged him into recognition from the respectable art world. What are some new discoveries or new obsessions for you? Well, there's more cars in my paintings now. I don't know, I don't know what's going on with that. What was it about cars in particular? I don't, they're always there, if you're painting in the city anyway. I could just ignore them, but that's not very interesting, is it? If you were wondering, yes, that was a yawn. Having to talk about his painting doesn't seem very interesting to Ratzlaff either. And what's with this thing of having to paint cars, or a possum for that matter, just because they're there? Trying to investigate whether it was significant that cars had become more prominent in his paintings, I tracked Mark down one afternoon on the street corner where he'd set up his easel. I wish this car would come back. I got really into that car the last time. What do you, how do you deal oh, with that? Oh, the, this the, is what I was painting. I was painting that car. Oh, okay. That how do you deal with the cars that disappear? I mean... I decide if I'm going to keep them or paint over them. Like, this was a white car uh, a few minutes before you showed up. Uh-huh. Or it was a piece of... Things were car. apparently a lot more interesting before I showed up. It's pretty boring, isn't it? It's a lot more exciting when there's no reporter here. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm just kidding. He's not kidding. I saw Ratzlaff painting before he saw me approach, and I could see how absorbed he was in the process. Earbuds in, holding 14 brushes, and staring intensely at the scene beyond his painting, he was lost in the process of recording the fading afternoon light flickering across buildings and cars. Painting cars is apparently a lot more interesting than talking about painting cars. Getting them right is a matter of great concern to him, as he had explained while showing me the same painting in his studio a couple of days earlier. They're all just Frankenstein cars right now, like pieces of different cars thrown together. This is a Mustang hood, and this is some kind of... <laughs> but Ratzloff's not a gearhead. He doesn't collect model cars or anything. 
getting the cars right is at the service of a greater goal. The whole idea is to put the viewer in the space, right? So if something like that's bothering me, then I change it until it doesn't bother me. When it comes to putting a viewer in a space, Ratzlaff has it down. I could name the exact coordinates of another scene he'd painted along a state road where I run sometimes. But far from enshrining a particular geographical location, there was nothing about the scene that had compelled him to paint it. The imagery here is completely random. I was uh, actually painting the opposite direction on Highway 446. Let me show you over here. This is the original composition. I just turned around 180 degrees and painted what was behind me to see if there was a composition there. And in this case, there was. He'd adapted this random scene selection process from a photographer he'd known. This guy named Bruce West that taught at MSU where I went to school, he would snap a photo, and he would snap two more photos on each side of the frame to see the picture that he didn't take. It's definitely a way of distancing yourself from your natural affinities, what you might find picturesque or sentimental. And no matter how evocative the scene is for me, Rotzloff disavows an emotional connection. The feeling that I get from this forlorn stretch of highway with two yellow lights, is it the same feeling that, that you had when you were making it? And does that matter? I don't think it matters as long as it's interesting. I don't know. I didn't have a specific feeling I was trying to convey it. Really? So when you go out there to paint, it's really trying to just be about the eye? Initially, yeah, that was the idea. I don't know. A scientific study of, of retinal reality, is that idea, the idea? Like a scientist, Ratzlaff does studies in the field, including the scene on the highway with the yellow lights. Mark, you, you, you make all your paintings on site, right? Yeah, it was cold. It was really cold. That was in February, but I don't know. It started to warm up a little bit, but yeah, I was painting in the snow on that one. You're standing there in the, in the freezing cold. Do, you, do your fingers even work? <laughs> Not always. <laughs> I, I always have my car nearby so I can warm up if I need to. I don't know, and I wear lots of layers. But yeah, sometimes it just gets too cold and you have to call it a day. Yeah. So many people wonder why on earth you would stand out there on a cold highway in February instead of taking a nice photo and painting from the comfort of the interior. How would you answer that? It's because I'm crazy. <laughs> No, I don't do any good work, or I haven't done any good work from photos. Every time I try it, it's like trying to recreate an experience that doesn't exist. This I've said it like 10 times. I don't know, but that's the best way to describe it for me. I guess what you're trying to tell me there is when you're painting, you're not just painting a view, you're painting an experience? Perhaps, I don't know. That wasn't the way it was supposed to be. I was supposed to just try to paint what I see, you know, color and light and all that stuff. You've lived here, tell me again, how long? Since 2001. Mm -hmm. Too long. You've spent a substantial amount of time here now, and you've also represented the built landscape and the natural landscape of Bloomington uh, and its surroundings pretty extensively. So what, what's your relationship to this place specifically, and do you feel like you could just pick your show up and take it on the road and do the same thing in <laughs> Paoli or Lincoln, Nebraska or... Yeah, I would do this anywhere, right? I don't know. I think I would. 
is there something about the sense of place here and your relationship to this place that informs the pictures? Of course, but I mean, I didn't choose it. These are just the circumstances that I'm painting in, so I don't know. I would paint like this anywhere, I think. Your paintings themselves are so full of, of heart and tenderness, you know? But it seems like you kind of step, step away from that. Do you love the stuff you paint? I think so, yeah. You love the scenes you paint? I think so, yeah. It's a reluctant admission, and he's clearly uncomfortable talking about the emotional content of his work. <laughs> okay, time out. <laughs> okay, okay. In fact, Ratzlaff maintains a vigilant defense in his paintings against his natural affections and affinities. It manifests itself in his apparent indifference to imagery, but also in his technique. It's like the paint has to be violent somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't just... I, I don't, whenever I do something that, that starts to feel picturesque or whatever, like I did a painting of some clouds over there in the same spot as 446 and it had the moon in it. It's like, I didn't trust it. I had to destroy it. It's like, this is too sentimental. It's too mushy. It's too, I don't know. It's too happy. He's gone so far as to appoint a sort of doppelganger to do his destructive bidding. There's a strange, rotund, anthropomorphic figure that has shown up in his paintings for years. He's from Kid Robot. He's just, it's like a collectible toy that you're supposed to paint and like make pretty, but I like him just white like that. He's like a little white toy monkey or something. I don't know. Right? Sort of a Pillsbury Doughboy sort of. Yeah, what, what, what's this all about? You pose him in strange places and then paint <laughs> and paint landscape behind him. In this painting, he's on the ledge, I guess, of the parking garage surveying the downtown scene. Yeah, I kind of wanted to paint him like marching through downtown like he was a giant, like destroying. It seems like Mark's always got this character in his hip pocket, ready to destroy scenes that get too quaint. Out on the street, he points out the traces of this round little figure in the sky he'd been painting. Like I had a whole bunch of contrails and they kind of look like a meteor shower, so it looked like an apocalypse painting. I was like, okay, I'm just going to sketch him in there just to see if, it's, if it'll work with the composition. Have him just hopping through Bloomington. The violence of that fantasy takes me back to what Ratzlaff calls his violent painting technique, which involves letting the paint spatter and squeegeeing the painted surfaces down at night. I don't even like the word violent. It's just, uh, or what's a better word for it? I only use that word because another painter used it to describe my process, but... It has to be free paint. I don't know how else to describe that. It has to be wild somehow. Free like, so, what, what's free paint? I don't know. Letting the paint surprise you. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I get better effects just by running a squeegee across a painting than trying to describe every, you know, hubcap or rearview mirror or, you know, the light on the side of a building. I don't know. Sometimes the paint just gives you stuff. Yeah, I have to say the passages that are... The most appealing to me are places where I can f seek refuge in your paintings, where I don't know, I can't identify the names of the things. I might be able to say tree, trash can, awning, if I were to think about it. But really, this passage just allows me to kind of get lost and enjoy, <laughs> just in a purely sensual way. Awesome. And... And I think the, those are the passages in your paintings that I love the most. The relationship between the negative and the positive shapes, the palette. 
It's probably the same headspace I'm in whenever I'm painting something like that. I don't know. Like whenever I don't even see it as that object anymore, but just see a color and a shape and just, I don't know, like you said, get lost in it, zone out. Do you see yourself going in a, in a direction that would totally dispense with recognizable imagery where you would just go completely abstract? I don't think so. I'm too fascinated by what's in front of me. Do you ever draw or paint without observing? I have before, and it's stupid. The process isn't interesting to you, right? I guess not. I don't know. Or I don't have anything that interesting. <laughs> it's all out in the world. It's not in here. Mark Rotsloff's paintings are on view at the Blue Line Gallery through the month of October. The opening is Friday, October 7th. For Cafe Indiana, I'm Yael Cassander. What does it